0: white Right sports it is your sports pod hookup i'm your host bobby adcock episode 49 we're back after a little one week hiatus back in a big way got two pods this week because it's the masters in november we're gonna bring kyle robert back in who i've been bringing on since uh, golf has returned to talk about our uh, hot takes for DraftKings. And then I'm actually going to go over to his podcast, Angle of Pursuit, and talk about straight Vegas odds take. So make sure you check that out. I'll reiterate that at the end. But um, it's Angle of Pursuit podcast available on all major platforms to receive the amazing opinions on Vegas odds. And I got a great John Rombat for you that, again, you'll hear it, but it's just... It's just, it's, it's just science, people. You'll hear about it. But you know the drill. Let's get into um, the DraftKings contest analysis for this week for the Masters. Here it is. Oh, and I got some Masters theme music laid underneath and also like a weird version of the Masters song where there's actually lyrics to it, if you didn't know that. Uh, Kenny Loggins, I think it's a cousin or a brother, Dave Loggins, the original writer of the Masters theme song that had lyrics, they're completely ridiculous and awesome. Uh, Here it is. Enjoy. All right, it is Masters week in November. Such a weird kind of bizarre thing, but I guess we'll have to just be thankful for whatever we have at this point. as always, over the course of the comeback for golf, I've been joined by Kyle Robert on a consistent basis. It's been a while, Kyle, how have you been?
1: Uh, I've been okay. Uh, You know, the the world's definitely in a uh, interesting place, but uh, (laughs) I get to spend my Thursday through Saturday watching Masters, college football, and NFL. Um, And needless to say, I'm not sure what heaven feels like, but I, I gotta feel like this is pretty close
0: it's it's up there um and that's of course assuming college football will exist in a couple of days so
1: yes i mean half of the sec um is going away because of you know covid tests and uh half the nfl is like oh yeah actually we have six players and oh we're gonna add another playoff team because you know they're they we need to have more money coming in says the nfl so um but you know, we get masters in November, and and all I can say is I'm I'm not gonna complain. I, I'm no. very happy.
0: No, and I'm not gonna take anything for granted at this point. Um,
1: hundred percent.
0: I did want to get. I was kind of curious to get your thoughts on this. But are you one of these people that's in this camp of like these results don't matter? Or it's all fake? Or like, do you have a do you have any thoughts on that stuff? And it could be not just for football or golf, for all this stuff.
1: Uh, no no they're they're the real teams are playing the real games and we're getting results so um, I know it's weird but the Lakers won the title the Dodgers won the title um they they're they're in you know they're gonna they won a very unique season um, but they won and they got the title and they got the championship and this green jacket um, I don't think is any, like in the pantheon of green jackets i don't know i'm not gonna be like ah, this one doesn't really count is it a little bit unique and a little bit of a different time obviously sure uh but i think if you win the 2020 masters there's no difference between 2018 2019 2021 2022 um you were the best golfer four days on augusta national um and you get to to reap all the rewards of, of that
0: i am with you on pretty much everything you said i also think it's kind of weird how there's other people too who are like they're celebrating one championship but like devaluing another and i'm like well, what yeah is, like,
1: like, they're what? probably bitter because they're fans of another team that lost and they're <laughs> trying to rationalize they're crazy and um you know in in 2020 a lot of people are rationalizing a lot of things in a lot of different ways and i'm not going to judge because i'm probably doing some weird stuff myself but um i i'm taking nothing away and actually have really enjoyed a lot of the sports um and you know not having it for a while really made me appreciate um uh, having having a seemingly overload uh, of sports to watch and and to take in yeah no
0: I, i'm with you well let's let's talk Augusta National, my friend. And I think one thing to note is that I think in terms of the majors, this is probably the more or most bomber-friendly. The course mm-hmm. stays the same every year. Um, and I think that in terms of the layout, it's definitely, there's a lot of tree line fairways, but if you notice every year, the reason they can kind of, it takes advantage of the distance, guys, a little more is because you always see two guys hang off the pine straw. And mm-hmm. you can tell they can actually still control it pretty well. So even though it may get out off of the fairway a little bit, these guys are still pretty dialed in with their irons game off that pine straw. So it's just not as penalizing as say like US Open rough, let's say. So oh, yeah. I, would you, would you uh, is it a fair characterization?
1: I think that's 100% uh, a nail on the head. Um, and if that's the case, and I, I don't want to jump the gun, but <laughs> if 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 we're if we're assuming that being bombing and gouging and being a little bit off center is is not going to be as bad as, say, the U.S. Open, uh, maybe one DeChambeau comma Bryson is uh, the runaway favorite and should be locked into all of your lineups.
0: <laughs> that was probably my next
1: point exactly <laughs> is that is that what this means it's
0: just come down to this and i i i think we're dfs we'll talk about that range sure. i'm probably gonna opt for for no and we'll talk about it more detail later but yeah. I, I it makes sense that I, I know that line of thinking it there's a good reason for it and i i accept that he is you know like getting a lot of hype and he's all-time an yeah. favorite who are we kidding that u.s open that was a historically good great performance so yeah
1: um, I do have one question before we dive into everything. Yeah. From an overall uh, uh, perspective, I guess, are you, are you assuming, are, are you basically in, in terms of a mindset? assuming that this is the masters and the course is going to play the way the course plays and the the people there are going to be able to find a way to get it to where it needs to be so when you're building lineups you're building you know re- constructing rosters you would do it the same as if we were doing this back in April when we had originally had planned on on talking about it or are you shifting your focus at all one way or the other in terms of okay maybe it's colder maybe it's more wet maybe there's a little bit of wind maybe i want to target a different demographic of players like is your is your is your mentality changed at all or are you just like this is the masters this is the course i'm gonna play who i would play normally
0: so the answer is yes and no because there's two sides of this one factor is there's gonna be some shaky weather yeah. Uh, and they don't really know how that's going to play the course out. It's supposed to, I think, be worse on Thursday. And then there's just kind of scattered rain showers potentially the rest of the week. And that could that could also help out a little bit if it's not if it's not too much rain. Um, yeah. it could just keep the keep the green soft and let these guys really dial in their iron game. So it could work out to advantage scoring wise for some people. And I also think this, the other side I, I think of this is course history does matter here. Um, again, this is yeah. the course doesn't change, and that may be why we may need to talk longer about one Eldrick Woods. Um, if you hear him, if you hear him talk last year, he's very specific—not just about you know, hey, I want to put my drive here or there. He's like the key to this course is p- getting the ball below the hole so you can putt uphill. I mean, so that's how yeah. specific it is for him. So I think the guys who do have some past success here, I'm going to lead on them. It's kind of going to be a bomber slash course history kind of profile I'm looking for or at least if I'm picking between two guys I'm going to lean in the favor of those two things
1: 100% and I think that's a great point is don't pick, go out of your way to pick somebody that you don't think is going to be successful but if you're looking in the AK range for example and you have two names that are next to each other and you're like one guy has played this course several times has, has a history of success you know I and the other guy maybe hasn't and you're like, I. It's really hard for me to pick between these two. Let let that be the the difference maker. Let that be the reason why you kind of lean one way or the other, and not like, oh, because they played, then I'm gonna pick them, even though I don't actually like the way their game is and their form and and whatnot.
0: Yep. You know, and I think as we talk through these ranges, I think those two factors are gonna pop up a lot in my hot takes and hard hitting analysis.
1: So I love it. Love it. Why so excited.
0: Why don't we start then? Um, just let's go sixes. Is there anyone in this range who kind of like can't live without this week? Do you just bypass it all? Because I, I okay. want to make a point here too. I want, let, let, I'll let you just respond. To that.
1: So first off, um, I will say that Bryson DeChambeau will be featured in lineups. And with that being the case, I'm probably going to have to delve down in this range. Do I love that? No, but it is a, a, High-profile elite uh, field event, which means softer pricing as you get going along, mm-hmm. means being able to afford someone like Bryson it is definitely in play. Um, like I said, I my goal is to avoid this range and and may ultimately, you know, lead me to more lineups without Bryson. Um, but there, there's a couple names mm-hmm. that. That if I had to play this range, I could definitely definitely find myself talking in, uh, talking myself into. Um, and I guess it would depend too. Like I think I'm going to build at least one or two lineups where if the weather gets awful, and we have a Danny Willett, Zach Johnson type year. I can find myself with with some Tyrell Hattons in my lineup and um, maybe even Patrick Reed and maybe some names down here become a little more interesting. Um, this is the return of uh, uh, of the death of, of Francisco <laughs> Molinari's career. Uh, <laughs> he's on he's on my sheet.
0: He's on my sheet. <laughs> um,
1: so so I'm I'm you know, it, I was listening to a podcast earlier where they were talking about how they have the little plaques throughout the uh, throughout the grounds where you know Tiger's amazing shot or Phil or Bubba or whatever. Like, <laughs> oh, no. do they have a little plaque set up for this? Uh, you know, or <laughs> or they could draw like a little chalk outline of Francesco Molinari right by the water there. This is this is where his career went to die. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah.
0: it's, it's tough, um, but but it's it's true. I mean, it's it's uh, he I mean, he's talking about it publicly, right? I mean, he's, yeah, yeah. He's he's totally acknowledged it and just said. And I, I read something about him today. Uh, some articles saying like, "Yeah, I kind of need to get back here and just get some closure. Like I just, yep. I just have to get over it." So, yep. um, and it, look, so, go go ahead. Sorry, go ahead.
1: So yeah, so I'm not I'm not going below six thousand five hundred. I, I, i'm trying to eliminate as much of the old guys guys that don't really have a chance you know obviously you want some guys that are gonna that are gonna be affordable to help build some lineups so a couple names that i'm looking at dylan fratelli makes sense lonto griffin below 7k always seems to pop i know this is the masters i know this is a little bit of a unique course makes sense corey connors i want to get there but i don't know that his recent form is good enough to get me to where I need to be. Uh, Sebastian Munoz is somebody that I'm definitely interested in as a super volatile player, but under 7K could make a lot of sense. Um, Van Royen, maybe. Um, and, and yeah, maybe uh, maybe Matt Wallace. I, I think if we stay below 7K, those are the names that I I could talk myself into.
0: Yeah, I, I like Munoz. couple notes on him is uh, made nine straight cuts, maybe not a t- ton of like high finishes, but, mm-hmm. uh, but the consistency just getting to the weekend. Four of those finishes were inside the top 30, so he's been playing pretty consistently well lately. Uh, the other guy just on Molinari, if maybe this is a place to kind of rebound, it could be here. He yeah. uh, he Six of eight in cuts made here, four top 30s. He also came back in his second start uh, in, in the U.S., he missed a cut his first one was t15 last week at houston so uh maybe he can get back into form here
1: and make a cut for you yeah uh, the- and when we're down this low like typically i don't like to pick people playing this course for the first time to win like especially we talking outright bets right uh, but there's still enough players that have played well in their first trip to the augusta and you know if their game sets up well for this course from a DraftKings perspective, don't fade them because they've never played this course before.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and a couple other guys I wanted to mention, and I was going to have a question for you, too. Let's bring um, it Zach Johnson also playing pretty well. Six straight cuts made. He was a T8 at the U.S. Open. His stats are all way up um, from where they were about last year. He's 9 of 15 in cuts made in his career in Augusta. And, of course, won in 2007. So, Maybe a guy who can get some magic going here at a pretty familiar place and my question stenson or bird man or, or snedeker
1: <laughs> snedeker is actually somebody especially if i'm building a a lineup that doesn't need to be bombing and gouging and the and the scores a little bit a little bit higher than we expect could be really interesting um i feel like brant i could convince myself could put along well enough and make the weekend not necessarily compete not even really be in that like top 10 type conversation but randomly ends up as like a 17. like matt kuchar used to be that guy he was kind of the free square for this game um at at the masters his 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 game is just like gone but Mm -hmm. maybe brant Snedeker is is kind of the guy that i look to now as a, a solid option ends up getting like t18 on sunday does enough well and saves you some salary in the process
0: yeah and i think i think those will be intriguing names in this range and i think it's probably i might have to start letting go of my stenson's going to win another major narrative i don't know that uh <laughs> i think it might have passed him by so i'm gonna leave him yeah. I'm gonna set him aside for for
1: this week. Yeah, I was on him in the Bermuda, and then he withdrew, and and it left a really bad taste in my mouth. So that might just be me too.
0: <laughs> well, another man. Are, are we good with this range, Kyle? Are we ready to move on to sevens?
1: Yeah, yeah. Seven well, K is a lot more compelling to me.
0: It is, and a, a, another man that I think you've had some troubles with in the past is someone that I'm going to have everywhere. At his Uh-oh. price
1: of seventy-seven hundred, it's Mr. Justin Rose. I'm all I'm all on it, Bobby. This is not <laughs> good for you. This is not good for you. Uh, I have a tr- tendency of diving in on Mr. Justin Rose and things going horribly, horribly wrong, and then I have a tendency of of fading him almost everywhere, um, and and him doing a- insanely well. I've you know uh, a little. A little precursor uh i i have an outright wager on him uh i will be using him in dk um his price is incredibly appealing he is a guy that i think is rounding into well enough form and as we've talked about with the history at this course um, yep. a success uh a, uh you know a history of popping up and doing well um and is somebody that i'm incredibly interested in
0: yeah, the thing with him, and I think there's a few other guys like this who we can talk about. But I think there's guys who are just mentally better at playing in majors and playing well yeah. in these events. I think he's one of them. He's been on record as saying he's pretty much playing four majors. That's the whole goal of his this part of his career now. Like he still wants to win when he plays, but the majors are his focus. So, his um, as, as the course teacher you mentioned, 13 of 14 in cuts made at Augusta National in his career, five top tens, two runner ups. So I think again, if we're looking in this range, and you're looking at who's could actually, you know, be a threat to win this thing and contend, he's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my other considerations, I'll let you kind of talk through some of yours, but I think the other considerations, for a variety of reasons, that I really like is Jason Kokrak, Sanjay Him, yep. a um, uh, Kokrak, and I just want to mention this uh, tidbit about him: the issue with him, his whole career has been putty. and uh, that's really been what's held him back from winning big. And right now, currently sitting at third rank strokes game putting on the PGA tour, that's a huge jump for him. So he's always been a very good driver of the ball. We already talked about how that's gonna be key here. And if someone like that has their putting dialed in, they can they can be a threat here.
1: Uh, I'm hundred percent in on crack and had his player page open on Fantasy National. So <laughs> I, I'm 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 uh, happy we're simpatico there. Obviously coming off a of 17th at the Zozo, uh, first at CJ Cup. Had a miscut at Shriners, but 17, 6, 13, 15 before that. Uh, mm-hmm. As you mentioned, been putting extremely well. Um, you know, his his ball striking has been really efficient. Yeah. Uh, making, you know, he's just, he's one of those guys, too, that when things come together, it all comes together. And when it starts to fall apart, it all starts, all starts <laughs> to fall apart. So, um, uh, I'm I'm a thousand percent with you on Crack and I think he's definitely somebody um, that will find a lot of homes. And at his price tag, he's right. super easy to to be. You know, if you want to go. Elite options, and then go way down. You can get him in if you want to go with some, a bunch of really good players in that kind of softer uh, eight nine k range, and then put him in. Like, there's so many ways to kind of make him work uh, with different lineup constructions. That I feel like I'll end up with him a lot of him on in my on my squads.
0: Yeah, you know, and I agree. I think he. I think he been. He's been a very. I think this week I've been seeing already. I think he's a very popular sleeper pick, but I think it's for mm. good reason. I agree with it. Uh, And I also want to mention this that I forgot to mention, 6K ranges. This is a much smaller field in terms of major championships. Uh, There's like 94 people, I think, in the field. So, you know, when you're going to be like me, I'm like, oh, I got a six for six in my lineup, yay. Well, everyone's going to have a six for six. (laughs) There's going to be like 20 guys that missed the cut. So don't get too excited on Friday when you have all you guys. And I think, and that's why I think in terms of the pricing, I don't know that I want to deal with anyone in the 6k range uh just because you can you can play a guy like Coke right he's a great building yeah. bro- block to have so um yeah
1: i, I know think- they did shift the cut line a little bit i want to say 50 top 50 in ties uh because of the weather and because of the time frame and they're doing split tees which is a little bit interesting um and i think you know if you're looking at it from a showdown perspective might open up some opportunities that if you can find the players that say start on 10 you know eventually that you know they could have a have a nice run as they finish into 18 and then start on the, the front nine so that that could be a interesting way if you're if you're looking to play showdown
0: well yeah and if it is down to 50 then partially ignore everything i just said but still <laughs> um it's it's still like it's it's just a smaller field and i think a lot of people are going to get because of the way that prices are laid out, you can get a lot of like very good solid floor price guys. I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of six or six and probably I won't be one of them, but we'll, we'll see.
1: Yeah. So uh, the club said the 2020 cut line will simply be lowest 50 golfers, including ties. So okay. they, they, they adjusted a little bit, but yeah, it's still, it's still one of those things where um, it, it won't be quite as easy for six or six, but it's definitely, it's definitely, a lot, I've, I've had a lot more success at the masters than I have. I think, with a lot of other tournaments in DFS.
0: Correct. I, I, uh, I'm with you. Um, and thank you for, for actually clarifying that. Uh, so anyone else in this range for sevens, or do we want to move on to the eights?
1: Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, Kucher is somebody that I would avoid. Uh, Gary Woodland has an uh, issue with his hip. I think he's another one that, I you know, yeah. makes sense but I might be interested in Matthew Fitzpatrick is somebody that I never get on board with yet. I always feel like he's lurking in that like 10 to 12 range. and I, I, he could be set up for, for a nice in a nice spot here. Um, I, like I said, I don't, I don't traditionally tend to lean that way. And is a player that is so reliant on his putting to keep him in the mix. Um, but at his price. I could definitely see myself landing there a little bit more than than um, than I might initially think. If that makes sense.
0: What about Lefty? What are we doing with him?
1: Uh, well, Bobby, he has won two of his last three starts. I mean. <laughs> we don't have to. Look at, you know, the fact that they were on the senior tour doesn't matter. Uh, I, I I, I will be happy to line up to watch him, watch him golf a little bit, especially on Thursday. But I have no interest in him uh, from a DFS perspective. Yeah, we're going to agree there as well. Um, too much agreement going on right now. I know.
0: I know. Um, we get to go over to the eights? Let's
1: do it. All
0: right, the eights. And I'll just ask you, Kyle, in the 8K range, who do you believe is my favorite target? Out of all the things we talked about, who do you think it is?
1: I mean, you it ex- be Tommy Fleetwood, right? Like we're we're done with that. I think for this well, that one of the questions I have written
0: down cuz this is this range is where it gets uh you know, very I think these are going to be probably some of the most highest percentage owned players just because of their oh, prices. Yeah. Um, so I think you're going to have decisions like Fleetwood or Jack Dec- and like where are you going there
1: or uh or or, or wolf or wolf yeah um so it's not fleetwood uh i don't i don't trust him at all he he can't play on the side of the water i don't know why um but tommy not elite wood is uh well not elite um i like i like i think like Finau would be, I think, my initial leaning, but I think that's too obvious. I think Hideki is your guy, and I think I'm gonna be 100% with you. You mentioned him, but you were wrong. It is Mr. Oh.
0: It's Mr. Finau, of course. Um, of course, of course. You know, two top tens in two appearances yep. here, playing great in the COVID world. Um, yep. TA at PGA, T4 at US Open. He's another guy who's, who fits the bomber profile, has a good recent success. and and good success here and also again with him it's always kind of a lot of it's putting and his putting has been a lot more improved in bigger spots than we've seen in his in the comeback so um tony is everywhere tony and rose are everywhere
1: i don't hate it um you know from an outright perspective i wouldn't look to bet him because he's kind of in that cluster of guys that do really well but don't necessarily win tournaments and i expect him to do really well but not necessarily win the tournament um and, and his price is incredibly appealing i i i have a feeling he'll be um incredibly popular um especially mm-hmm. at his price um if you want to get off of that you know ownership a little bit i don't hate going to hideki i think this is a place where he's been successful you could say save a 100 bucks um i think he he is a player that that is poised to to play really well, and I like Matthew Wolf. Um, mm-hmm. And I know he's a debutante, I know it's his first time. I know um, we don't uh, love him in this spot uh, or you know initial guys, but he is a, a a player that has been ultra competitive and seemingly popped whenever Bryson Deshambo was doing really well. Um, mm-hmm with bryson being the favorite and a guy that um a lot of people seemingly including myself are going after um i I think wolf is a a guy that's in a a prime spot to to perform really well
0: i agree with wolf and i think when i ask that question like fleetwood or decky it would be a decky if it would have to be almost come down to like decky or wolf and it might be wolf i mean he definitely fits the profile when talking about bombers uh he can crush it so i uh I think those are going to be really difficult decisions people are going to face in this range. I would probably lean Decky among those three, but um, Wolf would be my second. And a couple of guys I want to mention in terms of just course history here. Um, and also, This is also a guy like Rose, who I think just consistently performs well in major championships. Adam Scott, 16 of 18 in cuts made in his career at Augusta. Ten of those are top 25 finishes, five, um, five top tens, and he won here, of course, in 2013.
1: And speaking of
0: course history, Kyle,
1: should we talk about Jordan Spieth? Um uh, it, you know, speaking of Jordan Spieth, I am I am <laughs> running as far away as I possibly <laughs> from him and him in DraftKings now. If you want to bet Jordan Spieth to win the whole dang thing, if I, I don't hate it, I probably won't be doing it. I have placed a wager on him to be the first round leader. Uh, I think that could make a ton of sense. This is a, you know, in terms of form, in terms of history. Like even when Jordan Spieth is terrible, right? He, this, him in this course just are very simpatico. Um, I'm I'm not going there. Like this this range is weird because it has some younger guys that are making that elite jump and then we have the jason day jordan spieth ricky fowler paul casey group um that all makes sense obviously sergio will not be here he is uh i guess covid if i remember right i know i know he's pulled out for some reason so um but yeah no i'm not i'm not spieth Fowler and Phil are all our three players that I'm excited to watch play, but we'll have no exposure to in DraftKings. Um, Drop draft, my DraftKings lineups.
0: I, I think we agree. Um, just to be cheeky, I might throw him out there. Who knows? But um, and look, all like it's like you said though. Even when he's not really playing well, and certainly this would be one of those times. Yep. There is something about him. All of his six appearances, cuts were made in all of them, finishing T21 or higher. Four of those were uh three or better top three so and of course he's one here as well so um it's just some guys have this crazy uh crazy fit for their eye and he's not even one of those guys who's necessarily like a bomber profile and so no. his, his success here is, is really something
1: yeah and we've seen freddy couples and angel cabrera and these older guys that don't necessarily you know play well um, at, throughout the year, all of a sudden they show up at Augusta for four days and they play great and they're nice. competitive and they make the cut and they're 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 there on Sunday, not necessarily going to win, but um, you know in the mix enough. And um, I don't know, it's really it's incredibly interesting for sure. Uh, what about Jason Day? I feel like he's going to be somebody that like I'm interested in, especially because of his recent form um you know obviously the seventh at houston um fourth at pga sixth at st jude fourth at memorial like he's a guy that has a success here has um played he's coming off a, a performance off of houston and could make sense but like it's jason day you know is he somebody like you're willing to risk maybe if you, your other five options are fine you're you're willing to, to to go for the upside knowing that he could withdraw on thursday because of the back because of whatever um you know are, is he somebody that you're that you're heading towards at all
0: no i think in this range i've talked about the guys that i'm the most um intrigued with for a variety of reasons and i look if it came down to it and you may have said hey Gun to your head. You got to pick Jason Day or Spieth. I think I picked Spieth. I I don't know. There's some. He has some crazy upside here. So, uh, again, don't hate Day. It's hard to. It's hard to make a, a lot of negative comments about any of these guys. I mean, these are these are becoming the these are the best players now. So I understand the case for Day. And like you said, as long as his back holds up, this guy's a great putter, and he seems to be playing at a high level as long as he's healthy. So, um, it makes sense. I don't hate anything about it, but I. The other guys i mentioned are who i'm going to be focusing on
1: 100 uh move to the 9k range let's do it
0: and um i'll just tell you right out, my favorite two in this range off the top just in terms of stats way up right now and also form been really good it's mr watson and terrell mm-hmm. hat And bubba i think is going to be super popular because of his history here as well his bomber profile like everything i think bubba's gonna be i think let me ask you this do you think he's a candidate to be like the highest owned percentage guy
1: uh i think he'll be in the mix for sure especially with you know we could talk tiger here in a minute but i think (laughs) there's enough struggle there and, and enough people. You know across the the you know the, the dfs landscape that are kind of negatively reacting to him that i could see his ownership being just a little bit lower but yeah i think i think watson and then kind of like finau and like the, the 8k range and then obviously you know we'll talk 10k but uh I, I definitely think he'll be one of the probably top three to five uh in the millimaker once the ownership comes out
0: and uh Let me ask you a couple questions here, just because I think what happens is, you know, the way we fill out these lineups, we just end up in a specific range with one or two slots left, and you got to make decisions on these guys. So Cantlay or Brooks?
1: Ooh, uh, for me, it's incredibly dependent on the rest of my roster. If I am very happy with my other five and feel like... Brooks could be you know if I'm if I'm happy with a boom bust candidate like Brooks and has upside I think he uh, makes a ton of sense I think he's played well over the weekend in Houston I think he's heading in the right direction I could absolutely see him wearing the green jacket and then hulking it and like ripping the back out and (laughs) Uh if I'm going getting a little more aggressive with my other picks and you know I'm shooting for upside there and I need a little more consistency, a little a a T eight, a T six, uh Cantley would be my pick.
0: Right? Okay. Cantley would be my pick, you know, for a variety of reasons. I've always liked Cantley. Um and he's been a more popular play for me. And I also think he has kind of like when you get to this range, Kyle, and I, we've made this point before, but I, I still feel like the relatively, it's not the same, but I think it's relatively similar upside to some of the 10K guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like a Bryson too, when you talk about what are the odds of someone winning back-to-back majors, like just a very difficult thing to do. So I like kind of stack my lineups a lot with guys in this range. And, and I think they, like can't like could, the winner could easily come from this range. I don't think anyone would be shocked by any of these guys. So no. I always like to kind of hoard all these guys as much as I can. Cantley we might pick there between those two the next question is more akawa or Xander
1: uh if yeah, i'd rather go to Cantley or Kepka over both of them to be honest but um probably Xander but you know if we're talking about people they're going to be overweight in ownership in all the contests and people seem to gravitate towards far too often um it's Xander and and i I don't know what to do with Morikawa because he's not a, 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 like a, um, a short hitter by any means but definitely not a bomber and I mm-hmm. think you know, his first time he's priced up pretty high like I, I just feel like there's other options I'd go to um, and I'm not even a huge Hatton guy but I might even go there instead of Morikawa. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd go, i if I'm looking in this range, I'm going down to Reader or Watson or I'm going up to Cantley or Kepka. Those are the four names for me in this range that, that I'm constantly going towards.
0: And anyone specifically, well, you kind of, you kind of did mention it. You just kind of a little bit off on Morikawa and Xander. Anyone specifically who just, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Not am interested.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, Xander definitely just, I, I'd rather go up or down, I'd rather go to Cupka or go up and try and get up into that 10k range. Um, and maybe I'll that'll be dumb and he'll end up finally winning and, and I'll look like an idiot. Um, and then probably, Tiger Woods. Yeah, I I I'm I'm not touching Tiger Woods. If this was if this was the middle of summer and yeah. it was hot and he was feeling great, even with a not great form, I I would trust him but if the weather is cold at all and he plays you know i could see him having a decent day in round one if he gets like an afternoon tea time and then he's gonna that means he's gonna get flipped and play have an early tea time the next day he's gonna go four over he's gonna miss the cut uh, like i think that's much more likely than tiger finishing say top five or winning the whole thing again
0: yeah we agree there i, I you know we all i think we all would love to see it and it's a great for mm-hmm. if you're if you're a sports fan but um it's been pretty rough lately you got a bit. been pretty yep. rough so um we didn't t- say anything about webb simpson why is that just huh? Huh?
1: no interest none okay. I, I know i i know this is kind of his area and i just i don't know he just doesn't do enough for me and He's kind of in that Xander bucket where I just, there's other names that are either a little bit higher or a little bit lower that I think I can get to um, that I just prefer more.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't write anything down about him. So I agree to him. I don't know why. It's just like, no, I, I like these guys better. That's what I'm focusing on. So with that, there's five names remaining. It is the big dogs in the 10K range. They're the Vegas favorites, everything, all of it. Uh, pick one guy who and why
1: us uh, Bryson DeChambeau uh, the best golfer in the world I know the numbers don't bear it out but the way he took apart the US Open this is this is a golfer who has spent the last year preparing for this tournament a year and a half two years whatever whenever he started his whole thing he said my goal is to get where i need to be to dust everyone in the in the in the masters and that's what he wanted to do and obviously that was supposed to happen you know back in april didn't he's still grinding he went out and was amazing in the u.s open um playing incredible golf i'm so excited to watch him uh by the way bobby um i don't know if you've seen the the update to the masters app but it's going to be incredible once again. And you are actually able to build your own, I don't know how many screens you can go, but you could be basically Scott Hansen and set set up dynamic, where you could have Bryson, and you could have Fowler, and you could have Jason Kokrak, and, and I'm not sure exactly how it's gonna work out, but you can build your own screen and build your own red zone experience watching all your favorite golfers, whether it's bets, whether it's DK, um, all that stuff. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, if not Bryson, I'm going to the other end and I'm going with Dustin. Uh, yes. A, a guy that gets hot, plays amazing uh first stretches i think is an obviously you know we're talking about all the elite of the elite all these guys are incredible golfers justin thomas and john rom are playing phenomenal and if either of them won i would not be shocked in the slightest but we have to make stances we have to put our foot down if i need to save money i'm going down to dustin if i'm if i can make it work i'm finding bryce and i I'd love to be able to afford two of these guys, and that probably means, like, Ram and Dustin, because with Bryson's, you know, 11-2, like, it's yep. hard to get there, um, and and have, like, a second guy. If I go Bryson, then I'm probably going down to Bubba Watson um, and then kind of building from there. Uh, but, I you know, I, I, I can't fault anybody who goes different directions, but if I'm in this range, it's it's Bryson or, or Dustin for me. What about for you?
0: Well, I think that you know, we've made this point before, but I think it's important to reiterate it is that it's important
1: to have the winner. It just is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that either need... that sorry, go ahead. Yeah, think... No, sorry, I was gonna say you probably need a couple guys in that, you know, lead the the elite side of the leaderboard, whether it's first and second, first, third and fifth, some something some combination of that. So getting the winner getting the guys that are finishing at, at the top of the board is incredibly important, especially for any sort of, you know, Millie Maker GPP type start, uh contest. And if you're
0: bullish on somebody like Bryson, then just go with it. You know, I mean, I, I think you just like you said, you need to kind of plant your flag a little bit and just go, look, I think this guy's gonna win. If I believe that, then yeah. And if you're like me, who I kind of try to focus a little bit more on value and think a lot of this stuff is when you're doing like a predictive analysis, look, mm-hmm. all these guys can win. Uh, they all have kind of a similar upside. So for DFS purposes, I lean where you, your second point was with Dustin Johnson. Um, yeah. and, and just, I, you know, we, we all know he's great, but just a few kind of tidbits, right? Um, since the, the WD at the 3M Open, six straight finishes, T6 or better. One to Northern Trust, course history here, eight of nine in Cuts Made, four straight top tens, and he also has that right kind of profile of great success here hasn't won but has a really good track record and uh you know can, can crush the ball he can hit the world so i would go dj for dfs purposes because of the price like you said and how it's kind of way more beneficial for your cap and also one guy i want to say something about john ram and if you did if you did not see it uh his crazy hole in one day on the practice round
1: i did not see it
0: so this guy he, he intentionally tried to hit it and skip it across a pond. It skipped across the pond and rolled up on end into the green in the hole. And I went, okay, that's cool. Great <laughs> moment. But the golf gods, you're not winning now. You don't get to win. You can't have that good luck. And so he's out. In fact, we're going to talk more on your podcast about Vegas bets to make. And I got a good one for the, for the listeners because this guy, you can't do that. It's not right. They won't allow it. So, um, He's out. That's all I'll say about run
1: yeah so if you want to know who bobby and i are backing from a betting perspective uh go to youtube go to spotify stitcher the angle of pursuit uh i will tweet it out from at notorious kro on twitter if you that's an easier route for you uh but yeah bobby and i will run through our favorite bets uh maybe we can talk some missed cuts maybe we can talk some top tens top fives that kind of stuff uh, so we are going to record that after this but um the fact that uh, the john rom nugget i'm i'm very excited to see
0: you gotta check this out. It is crazy. Like I said, you can't. That you can't be that lucky. So he, he's out. Um, and I do like. I do like another tidbit. Um, I don't know if you heard this. College game day is going to be at Augusta this week.
1: Yes, uh, uh, I'm very excited to see how that pans out and, and what it looks like, and if they're getting. I don't know. I guess we'll see who misses the cut, right? Could that I could easily see Jordan Spieth up there in his Texas gear. I could see Papa doing a call, although, you know, I think he'll I expect him to do really well. So maybe he doesn't do it. Maybe Ricky Fowler's all Oklahoma stated out. I'm I don't know. I'm curious or maybe they get a couple of them uh to, to, to Skype in or zoom in or whatever. But um I, I am curious to see how that how that works and shows you the amount of pull uh, Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet and all those guys have.
0: Yeah, and some reporter uh, kind of got out to Justin Thomas and said to him, like, hey, uh, so if you're in contention on going into the final round and what what, what is now postponed is the Alabama LSU game, which yep. he is a, an alum of Alabama, in case anyone doesn't know. He said, hey, if you're in contention, are you going to stay up and watch the game? Or are you like going to go to bed early and get some rest? And... I, I like this arrogance and cockiness in person because he just said, "Well, if we do play, we're going to win by 70." So I don't really think it matters. So I was like, "Oh, I, I like that. That's good stuff." I so mean, I...
1: they were 28 point favorites in that game, so that, <laughs> that 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 is probably the appropriate take, which is really wild to see how the fall off of LSU on on and on that note. But yeah, it's ah. Uh, Knowing the, 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 the fan bases of the SEC, my guess is he would, he would have watched the game and, and yeah. found a way to get it in. <laughs> I, I just enjoyed the comment. And, uh, yeah, I actually, you know, if, if I had to pick, and
0: we'll talk about more on, on your podcast, but I think JT is going to get some uh, shekels to win there too. Um, um, all right. I think last thing, the lineups.
1: lineups. What's where where's it at right now? Where where is the winning lineup at? Okay. So I have 3 that I'm that I'm between that I have set up. I'm uh in, in you know I, I I haven't been as hardcore about it. So I'm very excited to dive back in. I'll give you two uh a, li- a couple wrinkles where you can see where my head's at. Um so I went Bryce and Brooks for this lineup. I got was able to do Justin Rose, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Cam Smith who I'm actually pretty high on especially at his price i think he could uh be a sneaky top 10 top 12 type guy this week and at his price makes a ton of sense and then i went dylan fratelli um don't love it but when you're diving down that low i I think he could make a ton of sense as a guy that i just need to get through and, and have a have a solid six of six uh the other one is bryson bubba uh i got matt wolf cam smith jason kokrak and See Woo Kim Because you know You need to have that Upside <laughs> with that downside So that's where I went I, I like that second one
0: Um And that was your That was your Bryson lineup Correct
1: Bryson Bubba Wolf Cam Smith Jason Kokrak See Woo Kim There's your Millie Maker
0: Well it's nice But it's, it's not It's not correct Because you didn't do The right thing You gotta go to Dustin Johnson So that starts with him Okay Um Justin Rose and Tony Fina Who are gonna be everywhere Sure And uh Bubba, and then round it out with Sun JM and jason Kellcrack. so
1: there it is i like it i like it a lot i might i might pivot at the M spot but other than that i love yeah. it what could go wrong nothing absolutely <laughs> nothing there's no way that goes poorly <laughs> exactly uh, well um i think we did it we made it through everything yeah
0: any uh any party shots anything else any plugs
1: uh yeah just come come check out the the angle of pursuit so you can see who bobby and i are, are are betting and then uh i appreciate having this conversation and uh excited to do it here again in what four or five months when when the hopefully the 2021 masters happens uh in our usual window
0: yeah hopefully uh six majors in one golf season i, I
1: like it. I can't wait
0: all right we will see you soon on your podcast kyle let's do it Yeah, I think most people have probably seen the ROM hole-in-one by now, but if you haven't, check it out. It's, uh, it's crazy, <laughs> the odds of something like that. But make sure to head over to the Angle of Pursuit podcast available on all major platforms. It's also on YouTube, so you can see Kyle and our, our beautiful, beautiful faces. But for here, it's a wrap for episode 49. We'll be back later this week with the college DFS stuff and a little NFL talk. Until then, I want to say thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.